Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Amen. Galatians 3 and 13. Um, we've referred to these verses um, over the last several weeks many times. Amen. Um, if you're new with us tonight, praise God, welcome. These verses are very pivotal, they're very important. They're establishing a truth that we need to not only understand, but we need to lay hold of by faith. We need to, to believe it, in other words. Believe that it's not just true about somebody, but that it's true about you know, your own life and, and, and you personally. Um, the Bible teaches us that there's a curse on planet Earth, um, and, but there's also blessing. Amen. And, and those things haven't changed. That, in, in other words, there was, there was blessing in the Garden of Eden with Adam, and then when he sinned, it, it brought the curse. Amen. And until we come to the time period that's uh, spoken of in Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 22, the Bible says, and, and there was no more curse. In other words, there's coming a day when there will be no more curse, but, but that day hasn't come yet. Amen. And so we see that, that blessing is alive and well, so to speak. Cursing is alive and well, so to speak. And the Bible says that they've been set before us. Um, and God says, you choose. You choose. Amen. Now, while blessing and cursing hasn't changed since the days of Adam, what has changed is how we avoid the curse and receive and operate, live in the blessing. And, and what I mean by what's changed, there was a time under um, Moses' law where God said, if you obey all these commandments, then you'll be blessed. But if you do not obey all these commandments, then you'll be cursed. And a lot of people in the body of Christ today still approach these things um, from that mindset. In other words, they believe that, you know, if, if you try your best to be good, a good person, and try your best to, you know, do what God says, that, um, that, that you'll be blessed and, and, not, and not experience the things of the curse. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what, is that not how it works? And, and again, Jesus and others, uh, the Apostle Paul among them, have explained to us throughout the New Testament that um, actually, no, that's not how it works. Um, this, this new approach, this new way of qualifying for the blessing and, and resisting and overcoming the curse is not based in behavior, but it's based in our faith, in, in what we believe. Um, it's, it's not what we've done to earn or deserve it, but it's what Jesus did for us, amen, and then believing on Him. See, even when I'm saying this, I, I, I know 
and I've said something similar to this probably half a dozen times over the last, you know, several weeks. It, it's still, it's like, you know, I, I sense in the room, it's like, well, you know, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm, I'm going to go with this whole idea of, it doesn't mean that this gives us carte blanche to just go sin like a bunch of heathen reprobates. That's not, that's not, that's not what's being said here. But again, th this, this new way, blessing and cursing hasn't changed. And obviously we want to avoid the curse and embrace the blessing. What has changed is how we do that. And there is a, a curse that must be resisted by faith. And there is a blessing that must be received by faith. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to these verses here. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, there's a lot of verses that, that we've been pulling up on the table and looking at in conjunction with this. Um, maybe we'll pull a few more of those back up tonight, but I really am... You know, with the help of the Holy Spirit, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm wanting to, to help connect some things together, some, some key uh, pieces of, of this uh, puzzle, if you will, uh, co connect them together for, for, for you to see and understand. And what we see is that the promise, in the book of Galatians, um, we see some... Uh, words that are used frequently, and those words are the word promise, promise, and the word inheritance, okay? Promise and inheritance. Both of those words, promise and inheritance, are talking about the blessing of Abraham, this blessing that was upon Abraham that Father God wants to be upon you. And we see that it was given to Abraham by promise. You do realize that Abraham was blessed by God not based upon his obedience, but based upon his faith. Abraham lived on planet earth before Moses. Therefore, before the law and the commandments were ever given. He was not blessed because he obeyed the commandments. The commandments hadn't been given yet. He was blessed by God because he believed God. And he was the friend of God. Amen. And so we see in Abraham such a, such a, a, a beautiful picture of, of God's desire to, to bless a person. Now, I know that some of you here this morning, some of you are not. So let me try just real quick to get us back to where we were, we were when we finished this morning. And I really feel like it's the word of the day for us. It might be the word of the year for us. Amen. But the word of the day is, Father wants you blessed. He, he wants you blessed. And when we became disqualified for the blessing, he already had a plan in place so that we could be qualified for it again. When we all made our choice, life or death, and we chose death, Father already had a plan in place 
to put the question before us once again. We're still choosing life or death, but this time we choose life by choosing Jesus. And we choose blessing by choosing Jesus. And so we, we make this choice. But the key point, as simple as it may be, um, Father, I know that, and we sing some songs you know, similar to this, Father has literally tried to chase you down and bless you. He is passionate about you being blessed. He is passionate about His blessing being upon you. He is passionate about you being protected. He is passionate about you uh, being provided for. He is, he is passionate about you prospering. And He is passionate about you being promoted. Amen. And this is what He desires for you. And, and this is why, I, let, let me, and this is all I'm going to say to this end, all right? Thank you. Thank you for making the things of God a priority in your life, especially on a Sunday night. Thank you. Amen. We have no idea this side of heaven how much it means to our Heavenly Father when we assemble together in His name. Amen. You know, my parents um, are, are blessed and, um, you know, when it's, when it's time to, to, you know, to honor them at a birthday or Christmas or whatever, it, it's, it's, it's challenging to come up with something to, to give them. Amen? Because, again, they, they, they've, they're just, you know, so, so blessed. And, and when you think in terms of our Heavenly Father, you know, what in the world could we ever give Him that, that would bless him or touch him or honor him. And the thing that he desires from you, amen, is for you to make what he wants for you and from you a priority in your life. There's nothing that you could give him that will touch him more than what you're doing right here tonight, making the things of God a priority, amen. Now, let's go back, for some of you it's not going back, you're going there the first time, to Genesis, the 26th chapter, all right? Genesis chapter 26, and um, this is where we finished this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And um, in Genesis, the 26th chapter, we see that the blessing of Abraham that is now upon every born-again believer includes, and I want to make sure you understand that, that these are just kind of like four of the key categories of areas uh, or areas of blessing in a, in a man or woman's life. But the blessing of Abraham that's now upon every born again believer includes um, protection, okay, this is really, really important, provision, prosperity, and promotion, okay? All right? Now, um, it, it just so happens to be that those words are, are all, you know, starts with P-R-O, okay? In other words, there's things that you could put under this uh, heading that's included in the blessing that, that doesn't necessarily fall into these categories. But again, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was wanting to give us something that was memorable, and hopefully these four things 
are memorable, right? In the sense that Father wants you protected. He wants to provide for you. He wants to uh, prosper you. And He wants to promote you. Amen. Amen. I, I want to, I know it, it would be kind of probably annoying at some point, and so I'm not going to do it, but, but I almost want to just stand up here and say that about seven or eight times. Uh, amen. This is, this is what Father, um, last Sunday we talked about, you know, what He wanted for us, and this is what Father God wants for you. And, um, and so in Genesis 26, um, we see this, and, and um, this is speaking of Isaac. So we see that Isaac has inherited this blessing from his uh, father Abraham. Amen. I don't have all of the, uh, the verses to put on the screen. So let me, let me turn there myself. What we clearly see in this is a discovery process taking place in Isaac's life, okay? We see the same thing in, Abraham, in Abraham's life. If you read his life story carefully, you'll see that God pronounced him blessed, but he had no idea how blessed he was until he began to step out in faith again and again and again, and, and every time he would would push that faith bar a little further, amen, um, he would find out just how protected he was, just how much he was provided for, just how much God desired to prosper him and, and promote him, amen. And we see in Abraham's um, uh, journey towards you know, growing up into and having faith and confidence in the blessing that God, remember God pronounced this blessing on Abraham. He says, Abraham, I'm, I'm blessing you, and not only am I blessing you, I'm going to make you a blessing. See, remember now, this is the blessing that's on you and me. Father doesn't just want you to be blessed. He's not just trying to bless you. He wants to make you a blessing. In order for you to be a blessing to other people, you've got to first be blessed yourself. Amen. Brother Keith Moore, I, I, he's the first person that I ever heard explain it this way. But he said there's three, there's three key um, aspects of the blessing. The first one, of course, is, is receiving the blessing, being blessed by Father God. The second one, he said, is the blessing enables us to enjoy. To, to enjoy the, you know, what it is that Father God has, has done for us and what it is that He's given to us. There's a, there are a lot of people who have, been, who have been blessed by God. If you're a born-again believer tonight, you've been blessed by God, but not, many of those, not as many of those people who have been blessed by God are actually enjoying the, the blessing and the goodness of God in their lives. You know, somebody can, can, can be very wealthy, you know, homes and cars and vacation homes, but yet still not enjoy. It, it is a gift from God to be able to enjoy the blessing of the Lord uh, upon uh, your life. Remember, God said, I'm commanding my blessing on you, 
and he wanted them to take a day a week off, and then every seventh year, he wanted them to take the whole year off. My friend, that's called enjoying the blessing. When you've got enough confidence and faith in God's provision on your life that you can take a year off and, and, and still not, you know, not miss a beat, so to speak. Amen. But then that third component of the blessing is giving. So it's being blessed, knowing that you're blessed, enjoying the blessing, but then also giving to others, being able to sow into their lives. And so this is when he says to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing. And all peoples, all nations of the earth are going to be blessed because of you. Amen. See, our prayer here at Heritage is not just bless Heritage. Amen. But make Heritage a blessing. And so He is making us a blessing. Amen. And Lord, He is enabling us to be a blessing to other ministries, to, 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 to people who are you know, in fallen lands tonight, helping build the kingdom there, helping build the church there. Now, in Isaiah 26, let me, praise God, let's, let's begin at verse 1, and I know, let's see, i got a few more minutes. You still good? Verse 1, it says, there was a famine in the land. That's very important. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So we see that there was a famine in the land in the days of Abraham, and Abraham almost starved to death. Is that what happened? (laughs) No, not at all. We see that the blessing that was upon Abraham, it came from another world which meant it wasn't dependent upon the circumstances and situations going on in the world around Abraham. Everybody else was in famine, but because God's blessing was upon Abraham, Abraham was provided for. Amen. So now we see that there is yet another famine, and this time it's in the days of Abraham's son Isaac. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you. And what? Bless you. Right? For to you and to your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Now, that oath, remember, when you're studying over in Galatians, he's talking about the promise and the inheritance. The promise and the inheritance. Well, in other words, this is part of what Father God promised to Abraham, and he's reminding Isaac, amen, that this is what he's going to do. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. That's exactly what he told Abraham, right? I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed... All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked about his wife. And he said, she is my sister. Anybody remember something like this from Abraham? Well, why did he tell him that she was his sister? For he was afraid to say she is my wife because he thought, lest the men of this place kill me for Rebekah because she is beautiful to behold. Alright? So this is, this is the part that I want you to see tonight. Isaac was blessed, but he didn't know that he was. 
Isaac was protected, but he didn't understand that he was protected. And so he felt like he had to, you know, uh, lie and, and be dishonest uh, in order to try to protect himself. We see some of the very same things more than once in Abraham's life concerning um, uh, his wife Sarah. And by the way, when we talk about the blessing on someone, amen, do you realize the blessing upon Abraham and his wife that Sarah was such a beautiful woman that kings wanted her for their harem when she was in her 80s? What up with that right there, man? I mean, all of Olay and all that stuff, ladies, just the blessing, man. The blessing, right? So notice now, he's, he's blessed, but he doesn't know who he is. So lest the men of this place kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Now, as I kind of picture she was standing there washing dishes. And he came up behind her, probably grabbed her from behind, started kissing her on the neck, something like that. Amen. You hear me? Come on now. Any of you husbands ever done that? Come on now. Amen. So, and all of a sudden, Abimelech's like, man, I knew something was up right there. That ain't, that ain't his sister, right? Okay. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she is your wife. So how could you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Wow. Wow. Now let's keep going. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. So notice now, the first thing we see is protection. Okay? And we talked about that this morning. I'm not going to try to go back and, 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 and rehearse all of that again this evening. Alright? But our confidence needs to be in the blessing when it comes to our being protected. We said that the world that we live in is a dangerous place and that we need protection from another world. We need protection while in this world from a world that's greater than this world. Amen. And that's protection from our Father's kingdom. That's protection from heaven. Amen. And we are being very foolish and very careless if we put our confidence in karma. In other words, if we're trusting in being a good person to protect us from all that's in this world around us, we have put our faith and our confidence in the wrong place. My friend, please try to be a man or a woman of God, not just a good person, 
but live righteously because you've been made righteous. Live holy because you've been made holy. We should do these things and live this way absolutely positively. But in the same way that when you stand before Jesus one day, please do not put your trust and confidence in what you did for Him on that day. Make sure your trust and confidence when you stand before Jesus is not in what you've done for Him, but in what He's done for you. Amen. And when it comes to you being protected in an ever-increasing, dangerous world, amen, this world has never been a more dangerous place to live in than it is right now. And I know some people say, well, Pastor Mark, you know, uh, you know we, we've got, you know, there used to be, you know, diseases and things that, that kill people that we've got, you know, vaccines for and this and that. L listen to me. We... We, we live in a world right now that the, the entire population can be wiped out. Never have we lived in a day like we live in right now. And so, certainly we, we live righteously and we live holy and godly and the Holy Spirit and the grace of God is teaching us to do so in this present evil age. But again, don't have confidence placed in you being a good person to protect you from these things. Our faith and confidence. It's, listen, I'm, not, I'm nobody's judge. Certainly not Isaac's judge. Certainly not Abraham's judge. But tell him, folks, your wife's your sister because, you know, you'd rather them just take her from you than kill you and take her from you, right? That's, that's really not the kind of integrity. Are you hearing me? Amen. <laughs> Let me get back here so I can finish this. Are you all right? So we see the protection. Now, verse 12, Then Isaac sowed in that land. This means he planted crops and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Now, Jesus talked about His Word producing a hundredfold return in our lives. We see the, the careful use of this word hundredfold in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It is a word used to describe blessing at its most extreme uh, experience, okay? Because if you understand hundredfold, he's not talking about a hundred times. He's talking about something here that is exponential. Hundredfold has to do with the doubling of something every time it's folded. So if you take a piece of paper and you fold it once, you went from one to two. If you fold it again, you go from two to four. If you fold it again, you go from four to eight to 16 to 32 to 64 to 128 to 264. You got the picture. 528. 1,060, you know, amen, 1,056, right? Okay. What, what am I trying to show you? When he says a hundredfold, he's not just saying that he planted one kernel of corn and got a hundred kernel of corn, kernels of corn in harvest. Hundredfold is speaking of an exponential return. Or let me say it another way. We're talking about something here that is otherworldly. We're talking about a harvest that is supernatural. Amen. Now, this of course would have been 
way, way, way more food than Isaac and his growing household needed. But remember, we're on the heels of the second great famine where people have literally been starving to death, where people's crops were failing. We don't know if it was because of weather or drought. We, you know, what, you know, sometimes famine would come you know, for different reasons. We don't know specifically what caused this famine other than it was a severe famine. And the thing about a famine, and you know, thankfully the closest thing we can compare it to in our blessed nation, it would be like a recession or a depression. And, and, and so what we see, of course, is that once you come out of a famine, it takes a while because remember, you plant a crop, you don't necessarily reap that crop the next day you plant it, right? So I believe that this was what? Not just God showing Isaac that he was blessed, but it was God showing Isaac that he was making him a blessing. When he planted a garden or, 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 or you know, crops for his family, and now we get a hundredfold return on this. this. This could have very well been enough food for a nation. Whew, praise God. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Anybody besides me been meditating on this verse today? I know some of you weren't here this morning. Those of you here this morning, anybody besides me meditating on this verse? <laughs> wow. It's one thing to begin to prosper. A lot of us have started to prosper and then that prosperity, how do we say it, fizzled out. No, no, he began to prosper he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had, st had stopped up the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. You are mightier than we. He didn't say you're mightier than me. He said you're mightier than we. He's saying you, um, Isaac, are mightier than the nation I'm the king of. Okay? Now, it's not going to be until some time later when Father puts the blessing to pen and paper through Moses. But that blessing, when it's finally articulated by God and, and what that blessing looks like, it literally becomes the template that you can drag back over on top of Isaac's life, back on top of Abraham's life and see. And if you remember, that blessing says you'll be blessed in your house, 
You'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed when you come in. You'll be blessed when you go out. Are, are you following this? And he said, and you will be above only and not beneath. You will be the head and not the tail. Anybody in here tired of being the butt of everybody's jokes? Amen. He said, he said he's going to take you from the bottom and he's going to put you on the top. He's going to take you from being the, the tail, bringing up the, the, the rear and everything, and he's going to move you to the, to the head of the line. See, some of you in here, you, you, you're needing a job, and your application is in a stack of about 150 other applications. Father's wanting the blessing on your life to take your application and move it to the top of the stack. This is promotion. This is promotion. This is what the blessing operating in a man or woman's life will, will produce and, and, and do in their life. It moved him up. And here's the thing that I want you to see about this. Isaac is learning. He's out there doing life. He's out there you know, doing the best he can to listen to God and, and, and do what God says. And, and, and he's going from this you know, frightened man that somebody's going to take his wife from him and kill him. Do you know that's part of the curse? Part of the curse is somebody else enjoying what belongs to you. Part of the curse is somebody else um, benefiting from the fruit of your labors and you not benefiting from them at all, right? See, again, all of this is going to be spelled out later. But notice, this was what Isaac was afraid of. Isaac was afraid that somebody was going to come in and because you know, he felt so you know, uh, alone, he felt so helpless, you know, a stranger in a foreign land. And, you know, he sees those men looking at his wife. She's so beautiful. And so now all of a sudden, he, he's, he's afraid that somebody's going to cut his throat and take his woman. And, he, and, and, he's, and he's, you know, again... <laughs> doing some things that are, that are less than upstanding to try to protect himself. But notice though, in all of this, he's, he's learning. In all of this, he's beginning to realize, wow, man, there, there's something going on here. Um, I'm sure he had some level of respect for Abimelech. This man's a king, right? This man's a king. And all of a sudden, the king comes to him and says, look, you know, we filled up your daddy's wells because we were trying to eliminate any remembrance, you know, memory of him, remembrance of him. And uh, we're seeing now that was probably a really big mistake um, because it, it, it wasn't just you that was blessed. It wasn't, it wasn't just him that was blessed. The same thing that was on him is on you now, and we see that. And we know from your dad that you know, you're mightier than we are. And it's best that you just move on. Amen. 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 All right, so um, I don't know if it's a true story or not, but it is such a good story to make the point. I'm going to share it with you anyway, all right? The story goes something like this, you know, long time ago, um, before a lot of the modern conveniences, um, this man had to cross a frozen river. And during the you know, dead of winter, it was no problem going across, but 
it was drawing near to springtime and you know there was a window that was quickly closing when the river would support a man's weight and it was a long way to to get to a bridge and cross and so he decided to chance it and as he as he was going across you know he thought he heard some ice cracking and got kind of panicked and so he decided to lay down on his belly and disperse his weight out over um, you know instead of it all being concentrated on his feet he felt if he laid flat on his belly it would you know spread his weight out and and so he's crawling on his belly um, across this river when he hears what he thinks is everything cracking and breaking up behind him, this, this roaring sound. And as it gets closer and closer to him, he braces for what he thinks is about to be his end as the, as the river swallows him up. Only to find out that it's a large wagon loaded with supplies being pulled by a team of horses that went zooming by him crossing the river. Well, of course, he got himself up and dusted himself off and walked on his way. What's the point? The point was the man did not have any confidence in the ice and its ability to hold him up until that horse-drawn cart wagon went past him. Amen. And it was then that he realized he was on something very solid that would support him. Amen. Amen. My prayer for you and for me, for your family and for mine, for this family of faith ultimately, is that we would realize that this blessing is not only real, but it is more than strong and stable enough to support you and your family, to protect you from the worst that this world has to offer, to provide for you in the direst of circumstances, to prosper you to the point of those in this world becoming envious of you and to promote you, amen, where you're no longer below, beneath, but you're the above, no longer the tail, but you're the head, amen, amen. Stand with me tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, as we, as we stand before you, we want to begin by saying thank you for loving us. Thank you for pursuing us. Father, your word's very clear in the book of Acts that Jesus didn't just come to save us. He came to bless us. He came to restore your blessing upon us. You created us to be blessed. We became disqualified from the blessing, and yet, Father, you continued to work on our behalf to restore that blessing to us. Father, we're in this world, but we're not of it. We're here on assignment as your ambassadors as representatives of you and your kingdom. And I thank you, Father, that on assignment, Lord, 
We are protected while we are here. You said no man goes to war at his own expense. Father, in the same way our military fighting on foreign soil tonight is being provided for by their homeland, by this home country. Father, as we work and endeavor to fight the good fight of faith and build your kingdom here, Lord, your blessing upon us is providing for us the things that we need, both in our personal lives and also, Father, so that we can fulfill um, the ministry to which we've been called and the, and the purpose for which we've been created. And so, Father, if there are those in this room that need vehicles, um, then, Father, that vehicle is covered under this blessing. If there are people in this room who need equipment, um, Father, uh, uh, buildings, uh, office space, Lord, wh whatever the case may be, Lord, in the same way that you have provided these things for us here at Heritage, the, the property, the, the land, the, the, the lands, uh, plural, the buildings, plural, Father, the things that we've needed, the people, Lord God, that, that are needed, Lord, you, you have supplied those things. It's, it's all because of your love for us and your blessing upon us. And Father, I thank you that that same blessing is upon every person in this room, Lord, tonight. Born again, men and women, Father, blessed, inheriting the blessing that was upon Abraham to protect, to provide, to prosper, and to promote. And we believe it, Father. We receive it and call it so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Shake somebody's, amen. Praise God. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus.